Welcome back to another edition of the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Inferna. We're at Forts Athletics. We equip coaches and athletes with the tools they seek out in order to achieve their unique and specific goals. And we are recording, as per usual, on our way home from school. It is Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. Lots of exciting things happening. Uh, by the time this goes to air live we would have had our first coaching roundtable uh what started as um you know just throwing something out there uh in regard to having coaches meet and talk and uh you know discuss things i'm really excited that we're going to have the opportunity to uh do that in the next uh i don't know few hours here tonight um but uh, yeah, good stuff. We got a lot of coaches that reached out, that shared that they were interested in, um, you know, learning more about it. I guess, for lack of a better, you know, term or phrase. So we're gonna do that tonight with about ten coaches. We're gonna go uh, via Zoom. So if you're interested, if you're interested in participating in our next coaching roundtable. Uh, reach out at uh, fortsathletics at gmail.com or fortsathletics on Instagram or Twitter, um, fortsathletics on all social media outlets. And tonight, uh, like I said, it's our first roundtable. Just lost my train of thought for a second here. And what we have on the docket for tonight, besides like introductions, brief introductions by the coaches, is we're also going to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, coaching youth athletes. So that's like on our unofficial agenda. Uh, we're going to spend some time talking about working with athletes 11 uh, to 18 and some strategies, tips, tricks, you know, suggestions uh, on how we can, you know, better work with that age group of athletes. I don't really have much experience. I've coached maybe like a dozen kids through the track club uh, of that age group, mostly high school. So we're looking at uh, 15, 18-year-olds, but never as young as um, 11 or 12. However, I do have experience coaching my own sons. So my 9- and 7-year-old do know how to do hammer turns. We have a shot put. They each have their own shot put, so we throw in the backyard every once in a while. Uh, but nothing really... Uh, too structured. When they want to throw, we go out and throw. When they say they're done throwing, we are done throwing. So that's pretty much my extent of working with uh, <laughs> a seven and a nine-year-old. But today what I want to talk about is uh, something that's <sighs> kind of near and dear to my heart. And I've talked about it a lot in other episodes and I kind of briefly mention it. Uh, often we're talking about opportunities and the stuff that we do as throwers and coaches uh, that when the time comes to really perform that we're ready and we're ready to take advantage of that opportunity when presented and sometimes we know when that opportunity is going to be presented to us sometimes we don't if you are uh, maybe a higher level elite thrower you know, those opportunities are national championships, conference championships, regionals, 
if you qualify for U.S. Indoor Outdoor Nationals, those are your opportunities. And everything you do leading up to that point is either going to positively or negatively affect that outcome, whatever outcome of performance you're searching for. And uh, today I want to share more of a life one, uh, something more personal. I don't do this too often, but I think for this example, it, uh, it'll suffice. Uh, so I have an opportunity, a new opportunity, not coaching-wise, but professionally, uh, to step back into a school district and work in one specific school district as school district administrator, which I'm really excited about. I'm going to be starting that uh, new position in a couple weeks. And if what I didn't do, well, let me, let me rephrase that. Everything I've done professionally up until my interview prepared me for the opportunity, prepared me for my interview. So what I mean by that is uh, besides researching uh, coach-athlete relationships, I also research in early childhood ed, uh, looking at, uh, you know, kids' birth to like second grade is really my area of expertise and specialty. Uh, so I, along the years, have had a lot of positions, uh, jobs in the field of early childhood education, but none where I was really able to like lead my own team or lead my own staff or lead my own building. There was always something else um, in collaboration with that. So like when I was uh, early childhood administrator way back when, like 13 years ago now, uh, there was always somebody else who was like the official director. When I transitioned to Head Start here in Rochester, there was always somebody else who was the director, who was somebody else who uh, was most responsible for everything. And those positions at the time, uh, at the time they were meaningful to me, but it really wasn't a true passion, like a true calling. Like I always thought that doing those jobs and taking those positions would one day help me sooner rather than later you know, transition into a school building administrator uh, role and, and capacity. And it wasn't until um, last Monday when I was offered and accepted a position to do just that, that I took time to pause and reflect, and I still can't believe that it's actually going to happen, uh, that I'm going to be given the opportunity to do it. Uh, but similar to athletes in training and preparation, we oftentimes, maybe sometimes, a little bit of the time, don't like everything that leads up to that final competition, that national championship. Maybe we just get bogged down by the day-to-day -day grind. We're just not really motivated some days. We're just really kind of like going through the motions and not very appreciative of what the possibilities are in the case of throwing qualifying for nationals, earning All-American, winning national champion, what have you. And I see a lot of that professionally too, especially now where I'm able to kind of peel back a little bit and reflect on things that maybe I didn't want to do, that I really wasn't as uh, 
interested in, I did because I knew someday, 13 years ago, I knew someday it would come to fruition. And I knew that someday collaborating with certain individuals and working in certain school districts and doing things that I really wasn't as excited about would prove very valuable. And it it happened, I lived it, when I was asked questions about, tell us about a time when, tell us about a time when, and I was able to pull from all those different experiences that had to do with leading, you know, pre-K buildings or, excuse me, not leading, facilitating uh, conversation around uh, curriculum and, and leading teachers and providing professional development and how to engage uh, teachers and how to work with families and all these different things. And um, it, it just, it really hits home today because I visited the school that I'm going to be tasked with, uh, you know, supporting and um, hopefully assisting the teachers as best I can to help satisfy the needs of our kids and our families and our community that um, it's really it. Like, it's really what I've been wanting to do for such a long time. I'm actually going to get the opportunity to do it. But I wouldn't have been given this opportunity if I had not done things that maybe I didn't want to do way back when. The 28, 29, 30, 31-year-old Charles was a little different, I think, than the... 38, 39, 40-year-old Charles in the sense of just kind of like begrudgingly doing things because I had to. I didn't necessarily want to. Like, I obviously got to do it, and, and more the more time I spent reading uh, books by, um, you know, authors like John Gordon... Kate Laval and, and really embracing that I get to do these things is that now in my later 30s I really came to terms with well you know I, I want to be the best at researching early childhood ed. I want to be the best at doing these things because I'm really passionate about it I had a lot of poor early childhood experiences when I was a kid and uh, those negative experiences really stick out a lot more than the positive ones. Uh, and, and I feel that this is the calling, working with teachers who want to work with three- and four-year-old little people and get them ready for kindergarten. It's so important and so critical, and I just couldn't thank the administrative staff enough that picked me and decided to go with me uh, in in the position to help support their their teachers and their school district. But like I said, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't do all those other jobs or take those other jobs that I really wasn't um, as excited about back then. So I've talked about you know, taking advantage of opportunities when presented in championship meets or just in any track meet or, in this case, life, uh, that you really don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know when that right time is going to come. Like, I know a lot of uh, younger athletes listen to this, so, like, 
this could, this part might not be most suitable for you, but you know when people talk about starting a family or transitioning jobs, you know thinking about the right time to do that, and it really isn't a right time. I know a few times, especially with kids, that you could prepare and you try your best, but anyway. So with you know career-wise, same thing. Uh, you know this opportunity came out of nowhere and scrolling and, and looking and just trying to think about where to go next or what to do next or how to best put my efforts forward um, in a way that you know provides more meaning and more passion to to my life and, and things and I just I get, I get really excited about it I was talking to the superintendent today she gave me a tour couldn't thank her enough I think she caught uh, a glimpse in my eye of a, a touch of like like this is really going to happen like I don't want to say a sense of overwhelmness but definitely nerves uh, crazy excitement but nerves about just the prospects of, of, of finally being given the opportunity to do what I've wanted to do for such a long time and I appreciate anybody who's gotten this far, who's still listening, that uh, it's the super cliche, but uh, you really don't know when it's going to happen, but how important and how critical those individual experiences are that are going to either help contribute to or take away from that opportunity when it's presented to you. if I never would have, uh, you know, been uh, in working with Head Start and early childhood education, I wouldn't have been qualified for this position because the sole focus is on early childhood ed and pre-K and K and one and two. Uh, that, um, yeah, I just I, I I would not have been prepared for what uh, I have been asked and tasked to do. So. I, I think, um, you know, just where, where you are, really try and take advantage of and learn from as much people as you can and try and, um, you know, let everything soak in and just try and really be there when you're there because when possibly something else opens up that you want to go there... Uh, that you've prepared yourself as best as you can. And I'll leave, leave everyone with this. In 2008, April of 08, is a tough part, uh, difficult time in my life, I wrote out a list of all the things that I wanted to do professionally in my life that I wanted to accomplish. And uh, item three was secure an administrator position at a school district. And uh, I'm happy to say that I'm going to be able to fulfill that goal, that dream, that aspiration. Um, There's still a few more boxes to check that are not so much professional, but life. Um, So really, like like I was saying, you never know which opportunities or what you do in life, which opportunities are going to get you where you want to go. As an adult, I struggled with that for a long time, and I do want to share for 
for what it's worth and how helpful it may or may not be. But there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. It's uh, Sometimes it takes a little longer to accomplish and achieve than others. In the case of college athletes, you have you know, four or five years to realize your dreams and your goals and that taking advantage of every practice, every opportunity will indeed impact the outcome of your performance, the decisions that you make, how you know, good or bad they may be. They are ultimately going to impact performance. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening. This this podcast a little bit more uh, on the personal end, but I think it's important to share that um, you know opportunities, even for adults, uh, they they can happen when you really when you least least realize it or least expect them to happen. It's there for you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Force Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Inferna, and have a great day.